Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 32 called The Blessing of Forgiveness. One of the words that we, we didn't pause on, but I'll just mention it to you. The word for sin in the Hebrew is kata. It's spelled C-H-A-T-A. In the Hebrew picture language, it's, it pictures a wall that you build around yourself. So get this. This is the actual image. If you looked at the dictionary that I have, it shows a man and he's got a trowel. He's got one of those little shovel things. And he's building uh, like a block wall around himself. And he builds it brick by brick. This is what sin does. Every time you sin against God and you don't repent of it, and of course Christians make mistakes, but we need to repent of sin. You add another block, another block, and then that wall eventually, here's the picture, becomes your prison. Isn't that an accurate description of sin? Sin is fun at the beginning. It's exciting at the beginning. (laughs) But brick by brick, we build our own wall. We build our own prison around ourselves. This is the essential meaning of addiction. Addiction is essentially building your own prison. And then you live in it. And eventually you put so many bricks there you can't even see anymore. You don't even have any air anymore. Your life is parched and broken and alone. That's not what you want to do. And you know what brings down the wall? It's really interesting because you start putting the language together and what makes the wall come down, get this, is humility. Humility knocks the wall down. If I come to the Lord and I humble myself before his mighty hand, he will be quick to forgive and quick to restore. In fact, he can do it in a moment of time. Amen? He can restore you. He can knock the wall down that you created for years and years and years. But you've got to humble yourself under his mighty hand. Let me show you a little bit more from Psalm 38. Just to show you the the idea of sin here. My wounds, 38.5, grow foul and fester because of my folly, Psalm 38, 6. I am bent over and greatly bowed down. I go mourning all day long. My loins are filled with burning. There's no soundness in my flesh. I am benumbed and badly crushed. I groan because of the agitation of my heart. Lord, all my desires before thee, and my sighing is not hidden from thee. My heart throbs, my strength fails. The light of my eyes, even that has gone from me. My loved ones, 11. My friends stand aloof from my plague. My kinsmen stand afar off. Those who seek my life lay snares for me. Those who seek to injure me have threatened destruction. They devise treachery all day long. But I, like a deaf man, do not hear. I'm like a dumb man who does not open his mouth. Yes, I'm like a man who does not hear and in whose mouth are no arguments. For I hope in thee, O Lord, thou wilt answer, O Lord my God. For I said, may they not rejoice over me who, when my foot slips, would magnify themselves against me. I am ready to fall. My sorrow is continually before me, for I confess my iniquity and, my, and I am full of anxiety because of my sin. A heavy picture of sin's weight 
on the man or woman of God, back to Psalm 32. But we turn the corner to hope. And I want you to see now in verses five through seven, David will give us lessons or instructions about his experience and what we should do if we find ourselves in this kind of position. 32.5, I acknowledge my sin to thee, Psalm 32.5, and my iniquity I did not hide. I said, you got to make a decision. I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And notice what happened. I confessed and thou did forgive the guilt of my sin. And then we have Selah, pause. I confessed and he said, you're forgiven. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from what? All unrighteousness. You know, the word confession literally can mean you got to agree with God. You got to agree with God about your sin and what to do about it. And that is to confess and forsake it. And when you confess and forsake it, look at verse five, the guilt of your sin is taken away. It's forgiven. And remember, the word forgive means to send away. The guilt is sent away. And that's such a beautiful image on the scapegoat, ultimately in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then a selah. You know, it's like I asked for forgiveness. He heard my cry. He forgave me. He cleansed me. Bam, I'm, I'm a forgiven person. He celebrates the mercy of God. In the book of Luke, there's a story about a woman. She was notorious in town. Jesus, Luke 7, verses 36 through 50, if you just want to take a note of it. There's a story about Jesus. He's in the house of a Pharisee. He's been invited there by a man named Simon. And Simon does not give Jesus the traditional greeting. No water for his sandal uh, feet that would have picked up some dirt from the road. No anointing, no kiss of welcome, nothing which was expected in that culture. And Jesus enters into the dwelling and a woman comes in and she's a notorious, likely a prostitute in town. And she, Jesus would have been leaning against a table as they did and his feet would have been extended out. And she came and she, t- she cried, here's the language in Luke, rain, uh, just gobs of tears on Jesus's feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the Pharisee sitting there says, this man can't be a prophet. Doesn't he know what kind of woman's touching him? (laughs) Take a look at it. And Jesus says, Simon, I've got something to say to you. You see this woman? From the moment that she walked in here, she has not stopped to cry and wash my feet with her tears and her hair. She's anointed my feet with perfume, something that Jewish women often carried around their neck. But you, you didn't wash my feet when I came into your house. You gave me no anointing oil for my head. You gave me no kiss of greeting. See, the picture that's painted here is that the Pharisee who invited Jesus in didn't invite him in to be hospitable. They were constantly trying to trap Jesus and mock him. The woman did for Jesus what the host should have did. Washed his feet, anointed them, paid him the proper respect as Lord. He says, I got a story for you. There's a, I'll make it, I'll put it in modern language. There's a couple people in a town and one, one person owed uh, uh, this person $10 and another person owned, owed $100. And this person 
forgave them both, the $10 debt and the $100 debt. He said, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay me back. Don't worry about it. You don't have to pay me back. We could say maybe one was $100 and one was $1,000. So $100, you feel pretty good, right? Okay, don't worry about it, man. It's cool. I don't need the money. $1,000 be a little bit more like, oh, thank you, man. Especially if you're, you know, you're strapped financially. Jesus says, which of the two people do you think will be more grateful? Paraphrase. I suppose the person that was forgiven the larger amount. And then he says, this woman, she's been forgiven much and she loves much. Implication, you don't have what she has because your problem is you don't even think you need to be forgiven. See, Jesus knows our hearts, right? And David has now put himself in a position where he can actually be a blessed man because he has humbled himself at the feet of the living Lord of the universe. This is, if you want to find forgiveness, brethren, this is where you're going to find it, at the feet of Jesus. And I'll tell you what, I think sometimes tears are a pretty good indication of brokenness. Because sometimes when we can flippantly say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian and I'm good, I don't think we realize the gravity of our sin. Has your sin ever just caused you to cry? to be so broken over what you know you, you've done, that can be actually a good thing. Because it can mean that you're actually seeing your sin in light of who God is and then rejoicing in his mercy. They can also be happy tears. Therefore, six, let everyone who is godly pray to thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Psalm 32, six, surely in a flood of great waters, they shall not reach him. Basically, What's being said here is, if you need to repent of something, don't put it off. Because the flood waters of judgment may come. Therefore, let all new living, six, let all the godly pray to you while there is a still time that they may not drown in the flood waters of judgment. Do it now. If you have been playing with sin, you're like a person who takes fire to their chest and expects not to be burned. And David is saying, this is what I learned. I put it off for at least a year. And you know what happened to me? I was a disaster. God's heavy hand was upon me. Don't put it off, David might say. Don't put it off. Go to the Lord. Acknowledge your sin. Stop hiding it. Confess it and forsake it. God forgave and washed away the guilt of David's sin. Selah. Just pause and think about it. It's good, man. And then he says in verse 7, as we wind down, you are my hiding place. Thou dost preserve me from trouble. Thou dost surround me with songs of deliverance. And once again, a pause. Lots of pauses here. Maybe because David is a bit overwhelmed by God's goodness. How many of you remember, this is going to date you, the song, You Are My Hiding Place. I think it was a Maranatha song. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. And then it says, I will trust in you. 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, I'm Rob Newton, the producer of Walk in Truth. Since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on four radio stations in Southern California, Arizona, Idaho, and Utah, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. Our program has also reached listeners in 49 countries. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth's presence on radio and podcast, and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness. Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener-supported and to expand into more radio stations as God provides. Our current level of listener financial support is about 25%. Can you give a one-time tax-deductible donation today? Please visit walkintruth.com to donate online or get the mailing address. That's walkintruth.com. If you just tuned in, then you missed the first half of today's edition of Walk in Truth. That's okay. You can listen to this episode and many others whenever it's convenient for you on your free Living Truth app. Walk in Truth is also on your favorite podcast app. Simply search for and subscribe to Walk in Truth on apps like Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and many more. Listening to a podcast as well as radio is a great way to get some time in the Word when you're walking, catching up on some work, or if you're like me and just need to listen to some Bible teaching while getting ready in the morning. Remember, you can find Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Let the weak say I am strong in the strength of the Lord. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance. And then it says, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Verses 8 and 9 give instruction on godly living. Okay, what do we do now? Well, David says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. This probably is now the Lord who enters into the psalm. And God says, I will teach you. Okay, you want to know how to live now, now that you've repented? I will counsel you. Main way you get counsel is through the word of God. Get into your Bible. My eye, my heart will be upon you. I will direct you. Do not be as the horse, verse 9, or as the mule. And all God's people said, Wilbur. <laughs> Never mind. Which have no understanding, whose trappings include bit and bridle to hold them in check. Otherwise, they will not come near to you. Don't be a stubborn mule. Don't be a hard-hearted horse. God says, I don't want to put the bit and bridle in your mouth. I don't want to have to, you know, when I move, when I tell you to move, go over there because I've got green pastures and still waters for you. I'm trying to keep you from going over a cliff. Whoa. (laughs) And sometimes that's exactly what God is saying to us. Whoa, man. Oh, what are you doing? I'm just galloping over here, Lord. (laughs) 
After all, I'm just a mule. (laughs) And God says, don't be like that. How about you follow me, not because I had to put a bit or a bridle on you and move you or get you up. Have you ever seen those pictures of donkeys who decide to sit down when they're carrying the the weight and you're like trying to get the he's like not move you ever uh try for you dog lovers my dog hates to go to the vet and she will like try to put her claws into whatever to stop from trying to go in there clumps of air will go no what are you doing master recently my little doggy had an ear problem she does not like to go to the vet but i knew her ears were bugging her so i took her to the vet and I said, you got to go with the lady. She's a nice lady. It'll be okay. No. Why have you done this to me? But the reason I was there is because I knew the dog didn't feel good. And now she feels better. And sometimes we need a little temporary pain to get in the right place. Amen. Final two verses. Many contrasts between now two different responses to truth. Many are the sorrows of the wicked. Note that many. But he who trusts in the Lord, loving kindness shall surround him. If you don't honor the Lord in your life, take this to the bank. Take it from one who has lived it. You will experience many sorrows. It will catch up to you. It could be fun for a while, but it will catch up to you. But if you trust in the Lord, his loving kindness, that beautiful word has said in Hebrew, his covenant love, it'll surround your life. Loving kindness will surround you. Isn't that beautiful? And finally, be glad in the Lord. Here's the contrast. Sorrows for the wicked, verse 10. But for the righteous, you're going to be rejoicing. You're going to be glad in the Lord. You'll rejoice, you righteous ones. You'll shout for joy. All you who are upright in heart, when you do the right thing, and by the way, godliness and uprightness is not always about walking perfectly. It's about also being honest and transparent and owning it. That could also be a manifestation of godliness. Did you know that? A godly man or a woman will say, yeah, I'm the man. It's me. So Lord, fix me. (laughs) That's where it begins. Lord, cleanse me. Father, thank you. For Psalm 32, it is a beautiful, powerful psalm. It's a song ultimately of a man who's singing about being forgiven from a pretty grave. When when we think about adultery and murder, we're, we're talking about some very serious sins. And yet, a man who said, hey, I turned to the Lord and he heard my cry. And he extended his hand of mercy. And ultimately, Lord, we know that your mercy was manifested in the person of Jesus Christ, who walked this earth, lived the perfect life we could never live, and then went to that terrible death instrument, that cross, to bear the weight of my sin. And there on the cross, we know, Lord, you said, why? My God, why have you forsaken me? We know that you suffered and there was anguish of your soul and yet you were suffering the penalty of the stroke due to me.
and to your people. And through your sacrificial death and triumphant resurrection, we are healed. Healed in our souls, healed of our past mistakes, healed of our sin. And we can be free. Who the Son makes free shall be free indeed. And Lord, freedom is found in walking with you, fellowshipping with you, knowing you, living for what's transcendent, not being narcissistic or selfish, but instead saying, my life is to be in service of the King, to serve him, to serve others. When we find that sweet spot, as weird as it sounds, serving others, serving a transcendent cause, serving our God, we find a blessed life. And that's really what it means to be a believer, to live for things beyond the temporal and the material. Help us with that, Lord. We struggle so much and I just pray your mercy upon your people. And if you're watching tonight via live stream or you're here tonight and you're not sure that you've ever humbled yourself and asked the Lord to forgive you, receive Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord. Do it tonight. Do it now. No time to waste. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Something this simple, Lord Jesus, thank you that you died on that cross for me and you rose from the dead. I'm sorry for my sin. I confess it. I turn from it. Please save me. Please cleanse me. Send my sin away. Thank you that you took it at the cross. Thank you that you were treated on that cross as though I, as though you had committed my sins. Thank you that you took the punishment and bore my shame at that cross. Maybe you're a prodigal. And you've wandered away like David did. You wandered away and you've made some mistakes and you need that forgiveness. It's here for you as well. There's a new start here. And if you're a saint and maybe you've been praying for somebody or you know, maybe you've been just struggling overall with your Christian walk, I just pray that the Lord will refresh you with the knowledge that you're a forgiven person, that he loves you and the radical measures he took to secure your soul, and your destiny. We love you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. You've been listening to The Blessing of Forgiveness, part three on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 32. Remember, Walk in Truth is on podcast apps like iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Stitcher, and many more. So you can listen to Pastor Michael's teaching whenever you want. If you're already listening to Walk in Truth on Apple Podcast, please give the podcast a rating. More good ratings means the greater the possibility that new listeners will find the podcast. Thank you for rating Walk in Truth. And remember, if you have not already done it, search and subscribe to Walk in Truth wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's Pastor Michael. You know, Psalm 32 opened with, How blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. In verse 2, how blessed is the man or the woman to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. That's how the psalm opened about the blessing of forgiveness. You know, forgiveness is one of the deepest needs that we have. When you have a troubled conscience and a troubled soul, man, it'll keep you up at night. It's probably the cause of more maladies than we might think, a guilty conscience and a uh, heart that's soiled with sin. The remedy, 
It is the gospel. It is the hope that the God who so loved the world, God the Father so loved the world, he sent his only son, and Jesus Christ so loved me and you that he died on that cross for us. This is the remedy to what is the thing that ails us the most. We need forgiveness. It's found in the person of Jesus. In him we have forgiveness of our transgressions, Ephesians 1.7, according to the riches of his grace. All of our sin. It's amazing. And this is the gospel that we proclaim from the housetops. Well, we've been telling you that I am the senior pastor of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, the great church behind Walk in Truth that really sees radio ministry as part of our mission to the world. Hey, we have a couple of Sunday morning services, 9 and 11, 15 a.m. in the city of Corona. And what you hear on the radio is really a playing of the pulpit ministry of Living Truth. And so if you'd like to come visit us, we would love to have you worship with us. 9 and 11, 15 a.m. Sunday morning, you can get driving directions, information about what's happening at each service. We have a concurrent youth group at the second service. We have children's ministry, a lot of great things going on. And you can find out all the information when you go to walkintruth.com, click on the church tab at walkintruth.com. This is Pastor Michael. Have a great weekend. We will catch you on Monday. God bless you. And join us Monday for Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 33 called, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.